Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your kind and sweet and gentle GM, ooh-ooh, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. You know, Daniel just wanted to run a train on, I mean, for us, and we just keep delaying it. Samson Davis. Well, we have to prepare. This is the first time for all of us, so we need to make sure that we're all... Mentally ready? Properly equipped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did our stretching? <laughs> and Stace Babcock. I heard Daniel wants to run a train on us. For us. <laughs> for. But also on. Whatever. Maybe we'll get under the train. It's fine. Obviously, there's some stuff we still need to yeah. figure out. Logistics. That's why we're talking it out. Yeah. We're definitely starting off with second episode energy. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things we're going to need for this train are some diehard dice. <laughs> diehard dice. <laughs> they make dice for your gaming needs. Stop thinking about it. Just buy it. I did. Uh, they have a really cool holiday deal going on right now where the more stuff you get in your cart, the more free stuff they give you along with it. And not only do are they running this, but you can still use our code EXPLORERSWANTED at checkout and get 10% off of your final order. So this works with the sale. So go do that. Buy some stocking stuffers for your loved ones who refuse to get into games because they don't have dice, which is a weak excuse. So diehard dice, Explorers Wanted. Thank you. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace Window. So, no shit. <laughs> there Ilson was on her way to some sort of interview. Mm-hmm. And she stops by a cipher shop on the way. She gets invited into the back cipher room and cased the place, found some very interesting artifacts and ciphers, including a floating self-contained baby maker. But I try not to be called. Uh. Which is pretty cool. Although, like, really, are we cutting corners? Like, with it only being a five-month incubation period? Or is it a newborn baby of a prior world species? We gotta buy it. <laughs> or steal it. Whatever. Buy, steal. Same difference. Magpie went and talked to her boss, who basically threatened her with I assume death, at a minimum expulsion from whatever little group this is, if she did not find a fall person for the theft from the briskers. And kind of seems like Magpie wasn't going for this, but she definitely planted Ilsen as a fall person as an idea in the head of Singlet, who seemed all about it. So now I assume Magpie is going to have to go jump through some hoops to try and well, or maybe she'll just portray Ilsen. I don't know. I mean, Samson has enough backup characters, right? Yep, yep. So uh, Magpie was all evasive and weird and definitely implied that she had mind powers. She did pee herself. Just a little or just a lot? Probably just a lot if it went down her legs. Yeah. If you just pee yourself, audience. <laughs> Esri, thinking she was doing the right thing by disclosing her plans, talked to Tibu and found out that was absolutely the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was the right thing to disclose it. She just thinks it's the wrong thing for you to do. Okay, it's just still a stupid fucking idea. I'm not saying Esri's learning the right lesson. <laughs> yeah, Tibu's very upset. Did imply that she wants to move out of the city. Um, and both ended the conversation very unhappy with Tibu judging Esri hardcore for going on this job. And Esri being like, well, I'm going on the job anyway. So they went to separate corners of the base and are avoiding each other. And we ended the episode with Zidon very nervously running off to get Esri a cup of coffee. So, Ilsen, you've finished up your shopping. <laughs> well, not yet. 
Yeah, Ilsen's going to head to the foundry to make her appointment. Okay. So you go to the foundry, you go through the same doors you went through before, you go up to the same secretary's office, mm-hmm. and you walk in, the secretary brightens up and says, Oh, you're here. Hold on. Let me just get you the standard NDA for journalists. And he brings it over to you and sets it in front of you. It's about two pages long. All right. Anything that she should know as a journalist, I should say. Yeah. So you would know from being in Corpus long enough that these NDAs are not unusual when you're talking to a big business. In fact, it's not necessarily like unless you've got real connections, it's not uncommon for there to be an NDA involved, even to talk to a senator. Mm-hmm. This NDA looks relatively standard. It basically says you can't disclose anything that you've learned about how the business operates or anything like that. Like it must be constrained to the terms of the event. Gotcha. If you are trying to talk about anything that might affect the marketplace, you know, they need to at least pre-approve some of that text before it goes out. Good to know. How it affects the market thing. Is that a subjective statement or is there like a... Yeah. So like, for example, if you're trying to say something that might make their investors get panicky, like you can imply that the company is upset this happened, but you can't imply that it negatively impacts their business. Right. Okay. Got Yep. Yep. Unless they give you a direct quote and say that you can quote them on that. Excellent. Okay. Like it's pretty clear here that whatever beyond the bounds of the official laws in lathe and corpus in general, it's the corporations that decide almost everything beyond the law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the United States. <laughs> Gasp. Uh, Ilsen will, after making sure there's no surprises, sign the NDA and continue to play ball. Okay. You're waiting. It takes about 10 minutes past your appointment. So you finish the NDA pretty quickly, which means that you're, and they asked you to come 15 minutes early mm-hmm. after you've read it. So maybe you've got 10 minutes to chill before the beginning of your appointment. It's a full 10 minutes later that you're actually ushered into the next office mm-hmm. to meet with Mrs. Terrell. As she's walking through the facility to the office, can she kind of get like a vibe check? Like what's the temperature? Are people just going about their day? Are they tense? Are they, what's the vibe? Yeah. Give me something, you know, you're kind of looking for something that could be applied to that kind of insight for the getting the vibe or something like that. You you can propose why it's definitely intellect based, whatever it is, and then you can figure it out from there. I think the difficulty on this one is like a nine. Okay. I'm going to roll that straight. What'd you get, Samson? Play this. I'm going to spend an XP. <laughs> what was it, though? You got to tell me. It was a one. It was a one. I rolled a one. Oh, God damn you. I know. I know. Just makes you feel bad. That's why we don't want to tell you. But I like knowing what could have been. I have that taste. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to tell you because I don't want to be like, hey, here's all these cool things you could have done. Take them away. It makes the fact that you're wasting an XP to prevent it that much sweeter, too. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. okay. All right. Apologies. Tell you from now on. What did you get on your second roll, Samson? An 18. Okay. People don't necessarily seem tense. But you do notice that as you're kind of moving into the room, a couple of them note you. Mm-hmm. And they just sort of, because you're a journalist coming through, they've clearly been briefed that a journalist is going to be coming through. You can see some of them sort of as discreetly as they can, but they're like sort of closing any open ledgers or things like that as you pass. Definitely like thinking about company IP and mm-hmm. data security as you pass because you're not part of the company. So they need to make sure they don't show you those things. They don't seem particularly freaked out. It's just sort of like it feels like they're just following policy. All right. Ilsa, just in a small moment, will be a little cerebral about this. She'll let her eyes linger on what they're closing just to kind of validate them and then move on. Okay. 
Yeah. One of them like raises an eyebrow at you kind of not threateningly, but sort of like seriously as you pass. And then you're led into the office to where Mrs. Terrell is. Mrs. Terrell is, she's probably, if you had to guess, somewhere in her mid thirties. She's maybe five foot five, somewhere around there. Jaw length, black hair, but it is tied back hairpins holding it back. She's wearing some relatively stylish spectacles and long pants and short sleeves. And she gets up and comes over and shakes your hand as you enter. Hello, Ilsen Vite, Corpus Caller. Thank you for seeing me. Nice to meet you. I, I enjoy your articles when I see them at the seat. Thank you very much. I must say you're prettier than I expected you to be. Damn! I... I well, thank you. I don't know what to say to that. Ilsen is legitimately blushing. Can I get you anything? Water? Coffee? I'll take a cup of coffee. Thank you. All right. She uh, motions to her secretary, and he goes and fetches some coffee and brings it over to you and sets it down on your side of the desk. Now, you are here to talk about, the, I believe, the theft that occurred here? Yes, the uh, robbery that happened a number of weeks ago. Yes, yes. Could you tell me what you know about uh, what happened? What was found? What was found missing? Right. Naturally, I do have to be somewhat circumspect about what was stolen. You understand? Of course, I have signed the NDA. Right, exactly. What I can tell you is that we lost both a physical asset as well as some important files. That's the extent of what I can disclose that we lost. The theft was quite brazen. There was definitely evidence of wet footprints in the carpeting. The odd thing is that the two things that were stolen were not in the same place, which suggests to me that they had more knowledge than they should have in how our items are stored. Ah, I understand. All right. One of the items uh, was in a vault. Mm -hmm. The thing that makes it curious is that as near as we can tell, the vault was never opened. Or if it was open, whoever it was knew exactly how to secure it so it wouldn't be noticed. This item, is this an item that a single person could carry around without much issue, or...? Certainly. Okay, all right. There was a suspicious sighting on the night of the theft, amidst the storm. One of our security guards noticed that while the vault wasn't open, somebody had clearly been looking at it. There were other things moved about. There was an open window... And he claims to have seen what he thought was a woman climbing down the side of the building. But then he was struck by a dulled dart, which knocked him unconscious. Interesting. So it seems that there was more than one thief here. Well, I don't know where you get that from. We only saw one individual. Well, did you not just tell me that a guard saw a, supposedly a woman climbing down the side of the building and then was struck in the back of the head? No, to the front of the head. Ah, I, I see. My, my misunderstanding. The rain was so hard that night. I mean, I suppose it's possible that it could have been somebody else. I didn't see anybody else. Mm -hmm. But it's also possible, like, if she had the right kind of dart thrower, it could be that she shot it up at him. Mm -hmm. And he's assuming it's a woman. I mean, this figure had the right silhouette for a woman, if you will. And it had a hairstyle that's not common among men. Well, as much as he could tell amidst the rain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does the guard remember anything about this woman? She seemed to have 
dark hair, but the hair was also wet. So I don't know how much of that was the rain and how much of it was her natural hair color. Mm-hmm. Interesting. To let you in a little bit and where the story will sit in the wider uh, narrative, we believe that your business has been touched by the finger. And that if we can confirm a gender of the finger, that's that could be huge. You know, that thought had crossed my mind at one point, and, you know, I've always thought the finger might be a woman. Everyone seems to assume the finger is a man, but that just never sat right with me. I really need to think about what I want to say here. <laughs> but it would certainly make sense. It would certainly look better to our investors to know that this was not some simple thief, but that we had been fingered by the best. Exactly those words, okay? I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what everyone's going to think. Oh, my God. Elsen's being professional the whole time, by the way. <laughs> but Miss Terrell does wink at you. Uh, we've been fingered. Uh. God damn it. Elsen, who responds at the appropriate time interval says, well, I suppose... No, never mind. Um, alright, so the guard saw a... supposedly a woman climbing up the side of the building, and then was there, besides the footprints and, of course, the uh, missing assets, no other sign of any breaking and entering, no busted doors. Nothing. Nothing. Like a ghost. Hmm. Tell me about yourself, Ilsen. I've been reading your articles for a while. Have you been fingered? <laughs> Alex, I think, might be ill-sense intrusive thoughts in this scene. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to tell. I'm a simple journalist, just trying to stay above the uh, above the waves. Oh, you know, that's not true. You're the best writer the Corpus Caller has. You're clearly, your writing is way above any of your colleagues at that paper. That is true, yes. But I, <laughs> respectively to my place of business, it is not a high bar. Hmm, that's true. I do wonder why you haven't attempted to move to a more prominent paper. I'm sorry, but this is about the uh, the robbery. If we could get back on topic. But of course, of course. She grins at you. Anything that you would like the uh, readers of the Corpus Caller to know? Well, certainly this thief, whoever they are, has been terrorizing many of the great companies and citizens of Lathe for quite some time. Their fingering has caused much upheaval within the city, and we hope that they are brought to justice before they come again on anyone else. God damn it. <laughs> May I quote you on that? Yes, please do. Best or no, no one wants to be fingered like this again. <laughs> mm -hmm. That surprise fingering and just so sneaks up on you. All right, and then is there anything Terrace and Son would like to say as a uh, entity? That we support the city guardians in their efforts to bring this finger to justice. We are confident that the rule of law will prevail and that we are establishing an endowment with the local authorities to help fund some of their investigations. And certainly we have also hired some of our own independent investigators and we will share any findings we have with the authorities promptly, of course. Excellent. And maybe perhaps that this finger should be on watch. They won't catch us by surprise again. 
Okay, well, you have been lovely. Um, I will get out of your hair. If there is any more information that you or Terrace and Son would like to share, you can share it with the Corpus Caller, and Ilsen will pull out an actual business card for mm-hmm. Corpus Caller with her name on it, and that to Mrs. Terrell. Thank you, Ilsen. I appreciate that. And certainly, if you ever uh, have follow-up questions, and she reaches into her desk drawer, pulls out a small card, and it's a business card for this address, but then she flips it over and writes something on it and hands it to you. And just to make sure I've been hearing it right, it is Mrs. Terrell, right? Implying a part. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Hands it to you. Thank you. And then Ilsen's going to try to get out of here and into some fresh air. Yeah, secretary leads you out into fresh air. Oh, oh shit. Do you look at the back of the card? Yeah, once she's a few blocks away, she'll take a look at the back of the card. It has written on it, Sunday, Hotel Seaview, room 213. Whoa, whoa. Ew, ew. 213? Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And then in smaller handwriting, it says, if you come, bring a bottle. Bring bottle. Got it. Sunday's going to be a good day for Elson. What time of day is it? I mean, you kind of barreled out of that appointment pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, it's probably not even three yet, and your appointment was at two. Damn. Then I guess, for the moment, she's going to start heading back to Corpus Caller. Okay. You start heading back to the Corpus Caller. You pass a, another transit guild worker handing out mug shots of Magpie and the false face you used on their assault. Mm-hmm. What are the bounties? Are there bounties on here? Or is it just wanted? It's transit guild, so it doesn't say the bounty, but it just says reward offered for information. Okay. And with transit guild, that's a big deal. Will send know roughly how much you could get? Like, what's the potential range for something like that from the transit guild? So the transit guild doesn't do this very often, but the transit guild is probably, in terms of individual guilds, has an enormous amount of political power and money behind it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the transit guild is referred to as the third house, meaning that it's almost on par with the Senate, even though it holds a Senate seat. Okay. So it may not necessarily be an enormous amount for the rich up here, but it's probably a significantly life-altering event for somebody in the Warrens. Got it. Life-altering. That's what I need to know. So Magpie, you've got new pants on. Woo! What are you doing now? Just going to go kind of skulk around the newspaper and see if there's any good, you know, fall guys. So are you going into the newspaper or are you staying outside? Staying outside to see if she can just notice any assholes or find any good false leads. Are you trying to be stealthy about it or no? Yes. Okay. Give me a stealth roll of nine. And I'm trained and sneaking. So that's a six. And then I used an XP. What was it though? A one. Mm Mm-hmm. She just falls out of a tree onto a gar- a ghoul or a guy hang- handing out flyers yeah. of herself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like you fall in a transit guild employee and like your mask falls off. <laughs> I got a 16. Yeah, so you're pretty well hidden. So you see, as you're waiting there, a very like exhausted looking Bertram on his way out the door. And he goes walking off. He looks so exhausted. He looks like he's been working for hours and hours like maybe he pulled an all-nighter or something like that he looks like a guy that's going home I follow. okay so you follow bertram bertram's super tired 
I think to follow him, it's only going to be a stealth roll. Normally it'd be harder if you're following someone, but because he's so exhausted, again, it's a stealth roll of nine, which is a six with your skill. I got a seven. Okay, cool. So you follow Bertram. He lives two tiers down. He takes the lifts, of course. He's not daring to. He's not trying to be sneaky about anything. He's just going home. So he's taking these crowded lifts, and the lifts are crowded enough at this time of day because it's the mid-afternoon that he doesn't notice you if you kind of keep moving yourself into sort of the back of the lift. And he exhaustedly gets out at finally down to tier five, and he goes to what looks to be like a very small essentially like an apartment building. You're familiar with this one. It's owned by somebody up on the surface city. You don't really know their name or anything like that. But there's like a series of these like pieces of real estate where they rent out usually not good places. These places are sort of known for being sort of like efficiencies, essentially, where they're just all one room. Those suck. You know, you see him go in and you can see through the window that he starts climbing the stairs. Just got to keep following him. Okay, so now you're going into the building volume. So now it's a mm-hmm. twelve. So that makes it a nine for you. Thirteen. So he goes up to the third floor and goes into a room two doors down and shuts it. She's going to see if she can, how close she can get. Like, I wonder how tired he is if we just like break into his house sneakily. Yeah. I mean, you could go down to the door. There's nobody else in the hallway right now. Yeah. Which makes sense. Probably most people are working somewhere right now. These are not like the kind of places that families live. It's usually the place where like... Somebody who does not have much money, this is how they kind of temporarily hold up. Mm, I like this plan. So you go down the hallway and up to the door. What do you want to do at the door? She's going to investigate the lock to see how hard it would be to get in there if she wanted to go the official thieves route. Okay, give me some sort of intellect roll of nine. Fourteen. Okay. This is not a fancy lock. It's pretty cheap, all things considered. It's probably the kind of thing that whoever owns or manages this building has a master key that can open all of them. They're more there for show than anything. It it would not be hard to, like, pick or anything like that. It's not a high secure lock. It's just a basic lock so people can have a modicum of privacy, but nothing else. She's going to go to the unit next door and see if it's occupied. Okay. How would you like to try to do that? Listening at the door and just if there's any, like, signs of frequent traffic. Okay. Give me a reception roll of six. Eighteen. Okay. You're not sure if there's anybody who lives there, but listening at the door, you don't hear anything happening in that apartment. It seems dead silent. It's going in. Okay. Are you picking the lock or are you just facing through the door? Picking the lock. Okay. So it'll be a six to pick the lock. Can I get an asset for already knowing the lock? Sure. Eleven. Okay. You pick the lock and open the door. She goes in. This place has what looks to be a pretty gross bed. It's a very simple frame with just some like thick bedrolls on it. The bedrolls appear stained, and the pillow looks not great. There's some food-covered dishes where the food is like dried, sitting by a little like wash pan that hasn't been taken care of. The whole room smells like sweat and sex, <laughs> essentially. Very stale. Yeah, and like a, maybe a hint of smoke but it's empty. There's nobody in here right now. But it definitely looks like somebody lives here or at least comes here at some point. They're just not taking care of it. So is this a building that has windows? Yeah, the windows are not great. They're like tiny windows. Like they're not for opening it up and get fresh air. It's just sort of like a little window that in an emergency, somebody might be able to barely squeeze through, but they're more there to basically to let smoke Mm. out if they're trying to cook in there. Could Meg fight fit through these windows? Yeah, it'd be a tight fit. 
you and Ilsen could probably fit through the window. Esri would definitely not fit through the window. Because I think she wants to go to the outside of the building and kind of scale over to the Bertrand's window. I mean, you could totally do that. And spy on him that way, yeah. The risk is, is that if you go out there, I mean, this is midday, right? So, like, even though there's always some shadows in the Warren, mm, sure. as long as there's nobody in the alley, they probably wouldn't see you. But it's just a risk you need to be aware of. What would the stealth roll on that be? I would say since people are probably still wandering around, I mean, it's the alley. It's probably a nine just for getting out there without anybody noticing you. If you're actually going to go over and look in Bertram's window, it'll be higher when you're doing a stealth roll for that. Let's do it. Fuck it. She's got her mask on. It's fine. Okay. So it's a nine. You're sneaking. Makes it a six to get out there without anybody on the ground noticing you. Nat 20. She is. She is good. Okay. So you definitely get out there. Nobody sees you at all. What would you propose as a major effect? I think, like, no one's in the alley. This can happen as long as she doesn't fall off the effing building. Okay. Because it's a major effect, I would also propose that you say that you can look in the window without Bertram noticing you. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So you don't have to roll for that. So you go and peek in the window and you can see Bertram. He's like dropping his bags and getting things set up. And he is getting ready to lay down on a bedroll. Again, not a great looking bed, but a bed. He's like taking off his clothes down to like sort of like sleeping attire. And he lays down. I would like to offer you an XP. Sure. Who would you give the other one to? I feel like, once again, Samson, because, like, Samson has... Catch up, Yeah, buddy. come on. Get good. I, I'm trying. Get good. I do it. Thank you. You hear Bertram as he's laying down. He looks up at the ceiling. And he says, You did what you asked. Are we good now? And you hear a voice, For now. And it's Singlet's voice. You don't see him in there. But his voice is clearly there. For now, Bertram, I'll be in touch. And Bertram turns over in his bedroll on his side, closes his eyes, and you can see a tear rolling down his cheek. Esri, what are you up to? <laughs> well, Esri is sipping her cup of coffee. She finishes mm-hmm. it very awkwardly and then looks around the room. Yeah, nobody's meeting your eyes at all. And walks outside. She's going to do something. What would you like to do? She wants to go and see if Marin and Keela are on duty, doing their thing. Mm, okay. Yeah, so you go wandering and looking around. They usually are in slightly higher tiers, so you... I mean, that varies a little bit where they are. But you go up and you find them on around the fifth tier. And they're not patrolling a tunnel or anything like that. They are standing in an alleyway between two buildings and you can see they seem to be playing some sort of game. It looks a little bit like jacks, except that the ball that you drop on the ground is actually like this little hopping amphibian. Cool. <laughs> and you're trying to snatch out the things that are they're like jacks, but like spiky balls as opposed to like the individual jack. For whatever reason, this little critter is always trying to wrap them with his tongue. So you're trying to beat both the tongue and the creature physically hitting the ground. Nice. And if the creature does get it, one of them, you know, complains, tosses a shin to the other, and then they smack the creature's back and spits it out on the ground again. I am imagining a little Yoshi eating apples. Yeah, that's what I was kind of picturing, too. It's like a very (laughs) little Yoshi. Esri just stands there with her arms crossed until they notice her. (laughs) They play, like, an additional, like, three rounds, and then at some point you realize that they're deliberately ignoring you. I was kind of hoping you guys would be charging tolls in the tunnels. Every once in a while, that dries up. We're on break. Damn. What do you want, Esri? 
I was kind of looking for a fight. You were looking for a fight? Kind of. Why? I, I don't know. I, I needed something to do. I had to get out of the house. Did you piss off my cousin again? Yes. And I realized that probably fighting with you guys wouldn't make her any happier. Probably not. It's hard to say. <laughs> I feel for you. She can be a tight-ass bitch sometimes. What? Hang on. Hey, she's family. I can say it. I don't have to like it. It's fine. You don't have to like it. Word on the street is you went on the run again, Esri. Meaning what? I don't know. All I know is I'm not seeing Tibu around the third tier anymore. Or Yasmin. Don't know where you guys are now. Yeah, we moved. All right. Trying to get us out of this, actually. Good luck with that. Thanks. At some point, someone's going to cash out on that bounty. Not us, but there's going to be some desperate idiot down here. Not me. I'm worried about. Yeah? Who are you worried about? My friends. All right. That's fair. So why are you talking to us? Well, I wanted to kick your asses, and I guess I decided to talk to you instead. Yeah. Well, we can do the other thing any day of the week if you want, but not while we're on break. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. Well, this has been appropriately awkward. Yeah. Yeah. You want to play around? Kind of. All right. Okay. Esri plays around. Okay. So initially what you're doing is people take turns between the person that throws down the little creature and when the others are doing it. So like throwing down is the wrong word. You're usually just supposed to drop the creature. Right. You want it to survive. Yes. If they get the jacks up, the other players have to give them a shin. If the person doesn't get it up, they have to pay a shin to the others. That's fair. It's always so disappointing when that happens. Yeah. So it's your turn to try to catch the jacks. All right. This is going to be a nine speed roll. I'm going to spend a level of Okay. I really want those jacks. Esri's good at jumping herself. I won't help you here. I know. Twelve. Okay. You get the jacks. They groan and each give you a shin. Hell yeah. And Esri will, of course, play the whole round because you can't just win and walk away mid-round. Yeah. Evens or odds? Evens. Samson will die. Don't you get even or odd? Even. Okay. Both of them fail to catch the jacks. The critter is getting anxious to catch it. He just He's so thirsty for those jacks. <laughs> so you end up with two more shins. All right. Well, I won't take all your money. Appreciate that. Thanks for the talk and the game. Yep. Watch your back, Ezri. I will. Just going to go avoid Tibu for a while. Good call. And Ezri wanders off. I suppose she must have favorite meat on the street place. <laughs> well, you do on the third tier because you were really familiar with that area. Down yeah. here, it's all new to you. Oh, well, then she will. Now that she's won four shins, she's going to sample some of the local fare. Again, you've got places that have rat meat and crab meat. Not quite as delicate as the stuff that was up higher. Mm -hmm. But what you do find is there are these places that prepare like the mushrooms and root vegetables. It's not meat, but they spice it. It's an intoxicating smell. It smells and tastes like spicy, boneless wings. Ooh, Esri will... How much would like enough for the base be? For the whole base would probably be like... Tensions. Oof, that's all her shin. She can't do that. It's probably one shin to give you as much as you can eat. Yeah, Mesri just buys for herself. And she enjoys it. It is damn good. And then on a hunch, she'll go and take a peek out the stairs. Okay. So you go to the stairs and you peek out. You look up and down. Give me a perception roll of 12. Hey, Ezri's trained... How bad do I want this? 
one level of intellect. The wind is whipping about out here. Yeah. 17? You don't see anything on the stairs, but you do notice that there are some, like, small pebbles and stuff falling down around, like, as if they're kind of being disturbed up above you, whether it's by the wind or by somebody else. Mystery looks up. You look up. Again, you can see that the pebbles are kind of falling from some stairs up above, probably at least, like, another two tiers up above. But you can't see the figure. Maybe there's a shape up there somewhat, but you can't make them out. Because if you could make them out, they'd be reaching the wrong way off the stairs. Got it. It's dry, though, this time? It's dry. It's just, it's not wet. It's just windy, which is part of the reason why it's hard to tell because it's so loud. You can barely hear anything between the wind and the distant sound of waves. Esri will bear crawl up the stairs, maintaining three points of contact at all times. (laughs) Okay. So since you're taking that approach going up these stairs, I think it's going to be a nine. Okay. Might? Yeah, you could say might. One might effort? I'm scarred by these stairs. (laughs) Nine. Okay. You get up to the next landing in the stairs, which is in between tiers, and then you'd have to turn and go up another landing to get to the next tier. Yep. She does it. Same way. Okay. So it's a nine again. Ooh, eight. I was going to spend another level of effort, but I did forgot to say so. Okay. So you're on your way up the stairs like that, and the wind kind of like whips a combination of maybe some of those pebbles that are falling combined with sea spray like right into your eye. Oof. You don't slip and fall down the stairs, but it hurts enough that you sort of like collapse halfway up the way to that next landing. God damn it. She perseveres. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you do have to spend effort to go the rest of the way up the stairs. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. That's a nat 20. Ooh. Ooh, if it is Yasmin, first of all, I would like her, the, the rest of her adventure on the stairs to go well. Okay. I don't want her to embarrass herself in front of Yasmin if that's who's up there. And if that is Yasmin up there, I want her to come in like, doesn't have to be anything super cool or crazy, just like real nice and smooth. Kind of want to look like a baller. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So not doing the bear crawl. Correct. Correct. No bear crawling the rest of the time, and the stair adventure goes okay. That's what I want. Yeah, not looking like my cat Paige trying to climb the side of the couch. <laughs> <slowly>. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> or like Onyx. Onyx going down the stairs, he puts his two front paws down, and then he, like, drops his butt down on that stair. And this is how he goes down the stairs. <laughs> You're coming up these stairs, looking smooth, and you can see that Yasmin is currently climbing the stairs, And she's been kind of holding on to the rock wall as she does it, which is not a bad strategy. But then she was two tiers above you. You're coming up to the next tier up, right? And you're going up this landing. And then you see Yasmin swing herself off the stairs above to land on the next landing. And she just barely catches herself as she does it. And you can see her kind of wince in pain at that sore shoulder again as you're coming up the landing to where she just landed. Well, that was cool. Oh, my God. Esri, wasn't expecting to see you out here. I figured you weren't. And at this point, you're both shouting over the wind at each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go in the door. It'd be easier to talk. Okay. Esri goes in. So you guys duck into tier four. Wasn't she on tier eight? I thought she was on tier eight. To start. Well, you were on tier eight to start, but then you went up to tier five to find the two. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. So this would actually be tier four that you're at, because Yasmin was coming down and you were coming up. So you step in off the stairs where 
even though you guys can still hear the wind out beyond the door, you're now like safely encased in the warren so that it isn't like rushing past your ears. Wasn't expecting to see you out there, Ezri. I was expecting to see you, Yasmin. Really? Yes. That's why I was there. Okay. Just trying to get some alone time. Just some alone time? I'm I'm working. Getting better. You might be changing. You might be growing. But you're already good, and you don't have to get better. I gotta start pulling my weight more, Esri. And that means I gotta train to do difficult things. I'm not stopping you. Then why are you here? I guess I needed some alone time, too, and I thought I might, uh, spend some of it with you. That's sort of the opposite of alone time, Esri. I know. I'm at loose ends. I don't know what to do. She pauses, looks at you again. What's wrong, Esri? There's a job that could set us up and get everybody out of the city, but it's dangerous. How how dangerous? Screamer heist dangerous. (sighs) That's pretty bad. 3,000 shins split four ways. She whistles. That's... that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is, so... So you'll have options, is what I'm saying, Yasmin. Well, I mean, if you survive. Right. That's totally fair point. I do plan on it, though. Need any help? Could use a lookout at the drop site. And I can do more than that. Like what? I'm getting good at climbing, Esri. Getting good at hiding. I saw that. I almost killed myself on these stairs two weeks ago. I am definitely impressed with your climbing. That was crazy what you did out there. Stupid dangerous, but I don't have to tell you that. And who am I to talk? Yeah, just uh, seems like here, you know, you need certain skills to get ahead. And I want to be better. I want to I wanna be able to help you like your other friends do. I want you, to, well, I guess if you're going to do this stuff, at least come to the uh, to the meeting with Magpie and Bilson before we go. And we'll review the plan and... At a minimum, look out at the drop site. Maybe there's something else that you could do. All right. That'd be good. Yes. Just, you might suggest things that sound really cool to you that are a little too too dangerous for a first mission. Okay? Sure. I understand, Esri. All right. This is like a, like a training situation. Okay. 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 So listen to me is what I'm saying. I always listen to you, Esri. Esri wouldn't say this out loud, but that's just terrifying. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, I'm trying to listen to you, too, so I'll leave you to your alone time. Don't die before the job. Okay. When is the meet again? When when would we meet up? The heist itself is Saturday morning, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, we said we'd meet back on Friday, but I don't remember if that, what time of Friday that was. Yeah, I, I would assume, like, we can arbitrarily say whenever. Okay. Because okay. Uh, I know Ferdinand said it would take at least until... Friday before he had the stuff that you asked him to acquire. Mm-hmm. Probably Friday evening then, or afternoon? Friday evening. Yeah. Friday evening. Uh, just be around the base and you can come with me. Alright. Should I let Tibu know? Oh, well. I've already pissed her off once today, so I'll let her know. Okay. Okay. I'll stay out of it. You stand up for yourself if you want to, but I'll deliver the news. Alright. Uh, but I should get back. I told her I was only going to be a couple hours, and I'm nearing the end of that. I don't want to freak her out. Do you want to walk back together, or do you want to crazy drop down stair landings by yourself? No, no. My shoulder's giving me a little trouble today anyway. I saw that. Time to rest it. Did you use that first aid kit? Uh, not yet. All right. Let's go. Okay. So you guys start heading back to the Enclave. Ilsen, are you doing anything at the Corpus Caller besides turning in your story? Because when you get back there, Bertram's gone. Yep. Yeah, I assume uh, she gets back after Magpie has walked off with Bertram. Mm-hmm. 
What she is going to do at the Corpus Caller is write up her notes, start on the story, but then every like 15, 20 minutes, cough a little bit. Like, nothing obtrusive, but in a few days when she calls in sick, she wants people to remember, oh yeah, she was coughing a few days ago, wasn't she? Oh, good. That's really good. Um, Give me a performance roll of nine. Actually, this isn't that difficult. This is like a six. Last trickery. Does that, can I apply that? Yes, that would help you. All right. What a roll to waste a 19 on. Okay. What would you propose as a minor effect? (sighs) As a minor effect, tell me if this is more of a major effect. As a minor effect, can Mop kind of hear like the coughing and be like, hey, do you need to go home early or take tomorrow off? Because you have a dog show on Sunday. Dog show has to happen. Yeah. So she comes out. Let's also say you finish your article because you had to turn that in today. Oh, that was today thing? Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so turn in your finger article about the smelting factory. She's like, you don't sound great, Ilson. Why don't you take tomorrow off? I mean, you've got this in. That's that's a big story. Bertram just turned in a banger today, too. I can run with that tomorrow. Just get some rest before the dog show, okay? I don't want you getting sick. Are, are you sure? I can keep working. <clears throat> I can keep working. No, no, I, I need you well, okay? You're doing a good job. This She's like already kind of skimming your article. This is good stuff. Love the quotes that you got. I'm assuming you got those cleared as well, that that was okay to use as quotes? Yes. Okay, perfect, perfect. Then great, get some rest. I don't want to see you get sick, kiddo. All right, boss. All right, yeah, have a good night. I'll see you on Monday. All right. Is there anything else anybody wants to do today? I guess Magpie's still hanging out the window, too, but... At what time of day does, like, a Surface City shop close for the day? Is it, like, a 5 o'clock thing? 7, 8? It varies. It's probably around 6. Okay. Something like that is when they would close up shop. Okay. At least a place like that. Yeah. While Ilsen was in the shop, did it seem like Gorpan's apartment was attached anywhere nearby? Or No, notably it didn't. Okay. There's almost no residences on that street. He probably lives somewhere else. Okay. Probably on the surface city. If he's got a shop there, he probably makes enough money to live up there. But Gotcha. All right, then all Ilsen is going to do is go home, change into her night work, and after a few hours, she's going to leave, but she's going to sneak out. She's leaving the ghoul's tracker at her apartment. Okay. Yep. Give me a stealth roll of 18. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I'm going to do my one action 10-minute recovery rolls during the time that Ilsen is hanging out in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Stealth. Stealth, stealth, stealth. So could I argue for lies and trickery here since I am trying to get the ghouls to think that Ilsen is in her apartment? Sure. All right. And then would this be a speed roll or an intellect roll? This would be a speed roll, I think. Okay. Because you have to sneak out and things like that. Like, maybe, like, the lies and trickery comes in and that you're, like, leaving a light on in there or something like that. Like, you've got a glow globe lit up in there to make it look like you're somebody's in there still needing light. Sure. Yeah. Then, yeah, uh, level of effort, stealth, lies and trickery training. So that brings the 18 to a 9. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that's a 5. Spend an XP to reroll the five because I don't want to fail this one. Nope, that's out of the tray. Fifteen. Okay. You slip out of your apartment and you are heading outside the area. Yep, heading down to tier eight. Okay, so you head down to tier eight. Magpie, what do you do still at Bertram's, if anything, after having heard that exchange? I think she's going to have to reconsider the Bertrand being the fall guy, because I'm not sure Singlet's going to be like, oh yeah, sure, just totally trash one of my other assets. It's fine. 
It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Bertrand asleep? Yeah, he's passed out now. He was very tired. What would the role be to ransack his apartment? So he's kind of gone to sleep. I'm assuming you're phasing through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to search his apartment while he's asleep in there is probably going to be a 15 stealth roll to not wake him up or anything like that. So a 12. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Fuck it. We're feeling spicy, right? 17. Okay. So you're searching around his place. Most of it is not that exciting. He's got a small stash of shins in a cupboard. Looks like maybe like 250 shins. You suspect that's probably his the entirety of his savings. If you're checking his bag and things like that, you can find a notebook that's filled with sort of a, a reporter shorthand of some sort. He's going to read through all of our stuff. Like, it's going full nosy. So you see some notes in there. There's some shorthand that's obvious, like, you know, BR for briskers and things like that. There's a few, like, underlined sections for things that, you know, identify theft. You see another line there that says, you think might mean ciphers. There's some numbers next to it, like 700, 200, things like that. And then you see something about, like, a supplier mentioned there. And then it says, dog show. And then scribbled hastily in the margins next to is written dildos question mark question mark (laughs) amazing what would the role be to add misleading information to his notes in his handwriting to forge his own handwriting in his notebook yes his own handwriting i think that's like a 21 he is exhausted maybe his handwriting's kind of shit Mm -hmm. at the moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seems reasonable. Yeah, but this is the thing I'm asking you guys. Think about it. If, like, even if you're exhausted, somebody has written in your notebook in handwriting other than yours. Oh, it's mind fuckery. I. Oh, actually, yeah. Dan, I've I've had this experience looking at notes from like days ago and be like, I wrote this. Yeah. I did this. Yeah, but it's a difference between what the content is and it being your handwriting. You don't have different handwritings depending on things. Oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely got to be in his handwriting. Is that just me? Well, I'm not saying it's unfair. I'm not saying it's unfair to for it to be hard to write in somebody's handwritings. Yeah. Putting in misleading information is fine. The challenge you're trying to find here is, like, you have to be careful with that, how much you put in that's extra, and you have to match his handwriting really closely. Ah. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Or she could not, and then see what he assumes. Because he's working with Singlet. Just write something real creepy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. We're going to do that. What do you want to write? Lay off, Ilson. No, the dog show is a trap. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You jot the dog show is a trap in there. Dog show just got a lot more interesting. <gasps> I know. We're just fully mementoing Bertrand right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, yeah, we're not nice people. We aren't. Don't were were you thinking we were nice people? Me? Yeah. No. We're very clearly not very nice people in this campaign. (laughs) Oh, golly. And she's going to, like, just slightly move stuff and then leave. Yeah. He's going to hit his shins on his furniture. I mean, we're not going to, like, the level of where she's going to, like, slightly make his shoes uneven. But we are going to make it kind of like a what's happening. So you're not going to be something like, there's nothing wrong with the gas Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you do all that. 
Yeah, she leaves. And she's going to go find, I guess, Esri. Okay. Okay, so you're heading down to the, the Enclave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ilson. Yeah, she's going to look around Tier 8 for anybody she recognizes from the Enclave, because she doesn't know where the new Enclave is. And also, she has her uh, mask on at this point, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're you're looking around in a roll of die. You bump into Esri and Yasmin on the streets. They're heading back towards the Enclave. Oh, Esri, Yasmin. Just the people I'm looking for. Oh, good. Hi, Ilsen. Hello, Yasmin. How have you been? Good. Good. Good talk. Nice day for a walk. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so, hey, Esli, I have something to talk to you about. I am clean, by the way, so I can... What? ...follow you home, or if you want to keep that uh, proprietary. Oh. No, it's been really annoying that you don't know where it's at, Ilsen, so <laughs> let's go. All right. Okay. So you go into the Enclave. Magpie is sitting in there on a chair. <laughs> Up on top of one of the boxes, Mr. Tompkins is sitting there just staring at Magpie with his tail twitching. Hmm. All right. Oh, good. We're all here. So, Magpie, hmm. Ilsen, we have a little bit more help on this job. Yasmin is available to assist us. Uh, all right. Yeah. Is this like a normal conversation level or is this like... Oh, this is Esri's way of telling everybody, yeah. Okay. You hear from the far side of the room. What? She needs to learn. You hear something smash on the ground. Sounds like glass. <laughs> Esri looks at Yasmin and just nods like, yeah. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> Yasmin looks really nervous. Yasmin, are there any hiding spots in here? Have you guys figured that out yet? I- I can't even... I, and then she gets this, like, voice, like, somebody seems to be calming her down somewhere where she is trying to, and it's kind of devolved into that way that, like, married couples try to argue with each other when there are guests over and they don't want people to hear the argument. You can just sort of hear the tone. Oh, who is it? You think it is Sarkis that's trying to calm her down. Good for Sarkis. But it's going, and then finally you hear Tibu kind of get to a point where she's like, Rah! and then she leaves. She goes out, like, towards the direction of the latrines. You play a dangerous game in, in this place, Esri. <laughs> I know. Uh, but you know what? I do have a lead on some very useful ciphers that we will probably need for this job, so you know what? This might be a good time for Yasmin to have a little audition, because we'll need to get Ferdinand's approval, for sure. Esri looks over at Yasmin. Are you up for this? She blushes. Ferdinand seems nice. Okay, Ferdinand is not nice. <laughs> It depends on the day. Ferdinand is tricky, and he doesn't always say what he means. Okay, those are true, but those have nothing to do with niceness. Just saying. He's nice on the outside. There we go. Okay. All right. You didn't tell me he was involved with this. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, well, first we have to make sure that you can keep up. Uh, and then Ilsen describes the cipher shop up on the surface city and all the various goodies that it has. Oh, that's exciting. Heist on the surface city. Wow. Yes. Do you do that a lot, Ilsen? That's ballsy. No more than I have to. <laughs> but this must be a good time to find disguises for you two. She points at Magpie and Esri. Yeah, um, Tibu did point out that I need to do something about my face. Yes. In general... Oh, I don't think it's that bad. Oh, you mean a disguise. Because <laughs> we're not going to be able to uh, use the masks to uh, disguise ourselves for this one. Do you know anybody who can... <sighs> Do makeup? 
Should I do bandages? What do you think about an eye patch, but like a big one? Double eye patch. We'd have to cut a slit in one. Mm. I think you're overcomplicating it. What are you thinking? Makeup? I am skilled. Yes, but we will need actual makeup. Do you happen to have any? Or Does anybody have makeup? There's a like chorus of laughter from around the enclave. No, we don't have any makeup. All right. I guess we find uh, a makeup shop that's still open. Magpie, do you know which makeup shops are still open? Makeup really isn't my specialty. I usually just do things. Apparently it's not a bar's. Yes. Yep. Surprisingly. Where is a makeup store? I feel like I've never seen a makeup store in my life. Yeah, they're probably not in the Warrens, but they're probably plentiful surface. All right. Um, It's probably too, uh, too late in the day to go to the surface city for that. I mean, if you're planning on robbing it at night, it's not going to be a huge issue if you guys are wearing masks. I mean, it's a little suspicious that you're wearing masks, but like the ideally you don't want to be seen going to the place either. Right, right. You should probably get backup masks. Presumably you're not just going to wait till the early evening. You're going to wait till night when people are not really hanging out on Main Street. As we're just going to find a big-ass pair of goggles at some fucking junk store. Mm-hmm. She's going to put her hood up. Mm-hmm. She's going to call it a day. All right. Fair. Yeah, we, I suppose we can pick that up when we... Uh, Go up for the night. Um, all right, yeah. So I guess to get into the shop, we'll need Magpie to uh, open a few doors for us. Once we find the keys, then it should be uh, Smooth Sailing and Esri. You'll need to do the heavy lifting. There shouldn't be too much heavy stuff. A lot of it seems manageable, but this is not a priority. But And then Ilsen describes the exo-womb and all of its mm-hmm. insane glory. I mean, hear me out. We have been looking for a fall guy. Okay, so... <laughs> That'll take five months, and it'll be a baby. No, 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 we're not giving them a baby. I meant to the merchant itself. That way, we can go back and get things whenever we wanted to. We could plant some evidence? Is that what you're saying? Risker thing? Oh, I was just planning a kidnapping and breaking him, but okay, yes, we could plant evidence, yes. Why, why are you planting evidence? Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, don't worry, don't worry. Magpie is looking for a fall guy for a crime she didn't commit. Yes. Well, if you didn't commit it, why do you need a fall guy? Politics. Because we were in the area. Oh. Well, why don't you just find the person who did it? Well, that's a lot harder than finding someone who didn't. What evidence do you have that we could plant on him? You think I have evidence in my pockets? I thought you guys would make something. Yeah, I was just going to. Like a drawing of the warehouse or... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, where, where are you getting the diagram? Like a note that says, you know... Twas me. A, a note on his calendar, heist today, you okay, know. I love stealing from briskers. Sell mysterious <laughs> object to buyer. Ooh, wait, question. Did we Do we know what was stolen? We know it was stolen. So in theory... Yeah, you stole it! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Ooh, no, no. insert a line into the ledger. Well, like, the idea is like, hey... So we were told what was stolen. So in theory, we could, you know, put down like a fake request, accepted request that he took to procure an item and it would fit the description. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we plant the map of the warehouse. I'm just saying. Ezri says as an aside to Yasmin, she's not necessarily trying to be heard, but she says uh, there is a greater than 0% chance that Magpie, in fact, stole it. Oh, come on. That's nothing that. Okay, I was getting that. Yeah. 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 Is there any proof that I stole it? There is not. Exactly. Okay. Well, should we maybe go before Tibu comes back in? Oh, definitely. She's going to be so angry with us. 
so angry. Are we leaving right now? But I think we may have to leave now or else we're never going to be able to get out. I mean, did you want to explain to Tifu what's happening right now? I have to come back here. (laughs) It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. It is not. In this situation, it is. They're both bad. Well, if maybe tell Tibu everything that we're going to do, maybe we can overload her and get out while she's still in the fugue state. I don't want... Oh, you know what? You're right. We should just go. I was just going to catch a nap so I can go into this well-rested, but let's just go. Uh, We can find a tunnel or something to hang out in for a little bit. Yes, let's go hang out in a tunnel. Lean against a trapdoor or something. Nobody goes through those. It actually... You know what? That does remind me. It might be wise to take... uh, Well, maybe not too wise... To get up to the surface city at night, it might be wise to take a stair. Those last two tiers. It'll be fun. Yeah. Or the tunnels. Is there Are there tunnels that connect to the surface city that we could use? The extent of where the tunnels connect, the highest you can get with the tunnels, is the first tier before the surface city. The only way up to the surface city from the Warrens is either a lift or the stairs. <sighs> then we'll definitely have to take the stairs if we don't want to deal with officials on the lifts. I don't know if there are official stationed on the lifts. I think it's just that it's a busy choke point. Yeah, it's usually busy during the day. At night, it's going to be a little bit less busy if you're getting past the people who are like workers at factories that need to commute back down into the warrens. Mm-hmm. So where are you guys going? To the tunnels for now. Okay. So you're going through the tunnels. For naps. I thought we were going to go rob them. For naps. Makeup store. Isn't it? It's not even night. It's like early evening-ish this point. But we have to find one, don't we? And we also have to rob Samson's store. No makeup. I was just going to buy some goggles. Yeah, and we also have uh, tomorrow to Mm. buy makeup officially, if we want to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're going to the tunnels for a nap. Yes. Are we hour napping? What are you guys going to do? It depends on how good these rules are. (laughs) Ten minutes, maybe. Okay. For Esri. How long does Ilson need? I could fit in an hour. But then I'm tapped for recovery rolls until the 10-hour one. Okay. Okay. I'm good good to spend an hour. Everyone else is. So you guys are going to nap for an hour in the tunnels? (laughs) In shifts or something? I don't know. Yasmin, this is the most important part. Well, isn't it just a rest? Do you have to be asleep? You don't have to be asleep. Yeah. You can just rest from Resting in the tunnels. So you're in the tunnels. And as you guys are resting in the tunnels, you know, an hour passes. Near the end of the hour, you hear this weird, distant clang, like metal on rock. And it's slowly coming from down in the tunnels the way you came. But it's getting closer. Clang, clang, clang. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, shit. Nice. Alex, something about this episode. I just like the just insane humor we're going with. Just the leaning in. (laughs) And how the fact that we have this super awesome thing coming. And we are just waddling. Just... It's like, oh yeah, there's <laughs> we're planning, we're taking care of things. There's a lot yeah. of appointments to be had. We're preparing. You're doing prep work. You're getting mm-hmm. supplies. Just, like you're, the, getting the ciphers would be huge for you. They're cool. True. We're just being villains like we always are. I think Magpie's the only villain that we're seeing. <laughs> oh so come far. on! But, just not that. I, bad. I mean, nobody's putting up a big fight on framing somebody. Yeah. So no one's telling her not to or to be a better person or why can't you do good things? Mm-hmm. They're all just like. Yeah, that's why we are. Yeah, we're criminals. City made us criminals. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer the listener an XP to check out 
a game called Chance of Sonar. Chance as in like chanting, and mm-hmm. Sonar is spelled kind of weird. It's in the notes. You should check it out. But Chance of Sonar is a deduction style game in the same way of like Return of the Oberdin and Case of the Golden Monkey, I think was the game. I didn't play that one, but Chance of Sonar I did play, and it's very good. Essentially, you are this like kind of faceless, nameless wanderer going up not the Tower of Babel, but Tower of Babel. <laughs> and along the way, you need to learn these different pictographic languages, and you're picking it up from context clues. And so on each like level of the tower, you learn a different language, and it's just a very clever way. It's kind of like Oberdin, where you need to like kind of get three right before the, the game confirms that, yes, these are what these words mean. And it's it's just one of those games that makes you feel like a smarty pants as you're like putting together context clues, piecing together what each language, what the grammar is, because sometimes they put like the adjective in front of the noun. Sometimes it's the other way. It's very cool. And then at like the very end, the final boss is basically translating between different languages. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a very cool game. If you're a language nut, I highly recommend it. If you're a deduction style mystery game nut, highly recommend it. It's a good time. It's it's very satisfying. Very cool. So yeah, Chance of Sonar, highly recommend. Cool. And if people wanted to tell us what they think of Chance of Sonar or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, they can come to our website and see we have a bunch of socials. The website is explorerswanted.fm, and our socials are as follows. On Mastodon, we are at explorerswanted at dice.camp. On Blue Sky, we are at explorerswanted.fm. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at explorerswantedpodcast. But... Best place to hang out with us is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. And if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is the best place to support us. And please use our dice affiliate code with Die Hard Dice, 10% off your order. On top of the holiday thing that they're running right now, if you're listening to this November, December of 2023. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you can do is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It just makes such a huge difference for people finding the show. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, breathe, breathe, just breathe as quietly as you can. He's coming. Quickly, get out of sight. Faster. He's almost here. There you go. In through your nose, out through your mouth, you have to slow your heartbeat. He'll find you. Stay quiet as you can, but know that if you feel his long fingers close over your shoulder, slick with his tongue's mucus, know that it is already too late. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at anderlick a-n-d-r-l-i-k dot org you can find me on our discord i'm stace windu it's a really effective way to have somebody like to check in check their breathing check in their with their body i'm at slam potato on twitter and at slam potato at dice.camp on mastodon honestly i refuse to breathe it's fine don't worry about it i just don't i'm t with the unicorn at instagram threads and twitch all right that's it for us hope you enjoyed the show We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.